This week on the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast, it's the music episode. These two great gentlemen are dedicated to a proposition. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! Welcome to the Rail Splitter, the Abraham Lincoln podcast. I am your co-host Jeremy. With me is Nick. Hello. And with us is Rail Splitter Mary. Hey, everybody. So this week we are going to provide y'all with some music. Uh, and the idea behind this episode is to, because we don't have any recordings from Lincoln's era, but we wanted just to share some pop culture connections, music that reminds us or inspires us or makes us feel that like there's Lincoln in it. So we were kind of loose with each other with what that means because we wanted to just see what we came up with and we didn't share our selections with each other. So it'll be a surprise. So it should be a pretty fun episode. We will try not to avoid any copyright law and play some music for you as well. I think our show has a modest enough audience where we should be okay. And this is for educational purposes and if they want to take all of the income from this show, they're welcome to it <laughs> because we do this <laughs> for the love of we do it for the love of the game. Well, yeah. somebody's listening to this. You know, we got 200 episodes out there, and we're getting 200 money. episodes. Yeah, like let's say somebody just discovered us. Oh, I got you. And I'm talking to them in the future <laughs> in 2019. <laughs> I'm saying we're gonna be big time. We might be, and we're then, like 2,000 yeah. an episode. Maybe, maybe. Uh, but before we get to our musical selections. Um, we wanted to we kind of update on the Millet Fillmore feud. It uh, hopefully it's the same as it was. We're recording the same night <laughs> yeah. as last week, so episode twenty one. I'll have more updates. Yeah, and we will also at the be- at the top of episode twenty one let everybody know who won. Nick's very generous three Lincolns and a Washington, uh, especially because we'll allow you all the opportunity to tweet at us some songs that you have that make you think of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, kind of in the same vein as you'll get from this show today. Uh, one, uh, we just kind of had a little team meeting of the rail splitters, and we kind of decided it might be nice to share with you all uh, every now and then just what we've been reading, uh, because I think that that's a good way to kind of, you know, get some little mini reviews out there for different stuff we're reading. We do read stuff that's not always Abraham Lincoln related, um, but we wanted to share that with you all. So, Mary, why don't you go ahead and start and share with Rail Splitter Nation what, what have you been reading lately? I am reading American Ulysses by Ronald C. White. It's a biography of General Grant, and it is—it's amazing. It's really good. I'm pretty—I'm almost done it, um, but I would highly recommend it for anybody that wants to have a first biography to read about General Grant. It's—it's it's really good, and it's not like so detailed that you become overwhelmed by the level of detail, but just enough that you, you get to know him. And the book has given me a deeper appreciation for who he was as um, a general and as a person as well. And I'm starting to understand his present, his time as president a little bit better as well too. Um, And it's just, I enjoy reading about the generals because I think it gives me a better understanding of who Lincoln was as a president as well. Yeah, so our that, uh, yeah. friend of the show, John, uh, had uh, posted something on Facebook about stuff about Grant, how that he's inextricably linked to Lincoln, which I agree with yeah. 100%. So certainly stuff about Grant is more than welcome on this show. Um, I think we, Lincoln and Grant and Civil War enthusiasts, are at an interesting situation now because you've got that book by Ronald White, and I had read A. Lincoln by Ronald White and really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about that on the show, but uh, Ron Chernow, um, and Mary, we just kind of talked about this off air. Who's all, he's also coming up with coming out with a Grant biography. I believe that one's just called Grant. So there appears to be two outstanding and thorough Grant biographies that are coming on the market rough, relatively at the same time. So I don't know if you have to choose or how, you know how you kind of go about doing uh, that. So. I I'm going to read both of them and compare mm-hmm. to see how they are. Um, 
but yeah, White's is, it's very well written. Um, it's a great introduction to General Grant and I highly recommend it. Outstanding. Nick, next on my list, Ulysses. Which one? <laughs> the one you're currently reading. Which American one's that, Ulysses? Yes, that one. And then I'll probably got to go to a Star Wars novel so I can get canon done before the new one. And then I'll go to the other Grant one. Is my game plan there? All right. But what I'm currently in reading, uh, currently I'm reading Stephen Harrigan, a friend of the show who we had on a couple weeks ago, um, who wrote the book Lincoln, my friend. Did I get that title? A friend right? of Mr. Lincoln. Mr. A Lincoln. friend of Mr. Lincoln, which I read. I did read it despite me uh, not getting the title right. Um, and then I made a promise to him that I was going to read. Uh, the Gates at Alamo. I'm probably making butchering that, too. I just looked <laughs> it up. That's, that's literally the first thing you read is the title. Yeah, by Gates of the Alamo. The Gates of the Alamo. So that's what I'm currently reading. So I started it uh, when I was flying back from Palm Springs. Um, and I am just about done. So um, don't know what's going to happen. So, you know. <laughs> Uh, no, it's really good, though, uh, just like the other one. So um, I'm close to getting that one done. So a lot of stuff that I just didn't know leading up to it, um, the Alamo. Um, I kind of pretty much just knew, you know, the Alamo, the stand, a couple of the characters there, you know, Boone and Crockett um, and a few others. So it's been kind of uh, an informative one. I think I'm even going to watch the movie afterwards, which I've never got around to. Oh, so the Alamo movie? I might be regretting that after I watch it, but um, I don't think it was got very good reviews. No. Or, but the, the movie, it was an the movie. okay movie. To be clear, it was okay. It's not the same. The book and the movie, like Stephen Harrigan's uh, yeah, book, yeah, is yeah, like they're the, not. Yeah. Although Stephen Harrigan has written some screenplays or for stuff, oh, okay. actually, so quite a few actually. But um, I don't think he helped out with that. I'll double check that. I don't think he did though. Screenwriting career. He has helped with a couple HBO things, TNT. This guy, this guy's legit. I know he's and a we, friend we, of the show. I know it was a big score for us to get him on. I, I agree. So uh, thank you, Stephen. Uh, I am uh, reading a couple. I got a couple irons in the fire right now. Um, I'm reading um, volume two of Abraham Lincoln: A Life by Michael Burlingame, uh, which is my go-to kind of definitive work on Lincoln. I've read volume one, and I'm kind of like on a, you know. I'm not reading it all the time, but like I, you know, I, I read uh, 50 to 100 pages at a clip, you know, and then just you know, kind of I'll spend the year with it or so. So that's kind of my year-long project uh, to to get through volume two. Um, I'm also reading a book that was just released, I think the first, maybe October 1st, I think, called "We Were Eight Years in Power" by Tanahasi Coates. Uh, he wrote the National Book Award-winning piece "Between the World and Me," which was outstanding. I would recommend that very, very highly. You can read that in a couple hours. It's very, I don't know, a couple hours, but it's a quick read. Uh, we were eight years in power. Actually, they took the, he took the title from um, some Reconstruction era legislators, um, black legislators from, I believe, South Carolina who um, worked on some pretty significant Reconstruction plans, the Freedmen's Bureau and things like this to, to really improve life in the South and um, then after Grant actually ceased to be president and Reconstruction ended with the Hayes administration, they were kind of immediately uh, stripped from power in Congress, and um, they had wrote some essays called We Were Eight Years in Power. But anyway, it's a collection of essays um, from ta Coates, which um, he's great. Um, follow him on Twitter. Check him out. He's a very, very good voice as far as what's going on um, in the world, um, or at least in the United States. So definitely worth checking out. I just saw him. I think he was at Meet the Press the other morning. He could have been. I think he's ago. he's been. Yeah, he's he's been around a lot. So, so. and he's that's why I really recommend too. Between the World and Me because you get a really you get a good feel for who he is at least as a writer. Um, but an outstanding, outstanding um, book. Yeah, and I actually have three copies of his books that I bought for gifts for people. Oh, um, thank gonna, you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Different thing Dang. for the conference for the conference that I'm going to this week. So, dude, um, I helped film for that. You did, you did. That's all right. I guess <laughs> whatever, man. Um, one other, um, a couple of things that I'm also like. I'm at like a, a reading crossroads. I do like John Green a lot, uh, who's a young adult writer. Uh, we work with young mm-hmm. people, um, 
he just his book came out the day we're recording this uh, turtles all the way down yeah um did you have people like where you're where the teenagers at work going crazy over that we, we had um i actually we got the books in last week um i priced them and immediately put them back in the box <laughs> um we have some autograph copies at work that we managed awesome. to get yeah. as well just steal me one yeah he uh he autographed like two hundred thousand. what's the book about uh, I hear turtles. It's kind of like I a ninja turtles. No, it's, I think it's kind of like a. It's a young adult, but it's kind of like a mystery. But also, there's like touches on some mental health issues, and mm-hmm. he's just really he writes young people really well. So, um, I would recommend his work. I really like all of his work for, if you're into YA, young adult stuff at all. But um, I'm looking forward to reading that, and I also want to read from a certain point of view, which is the recent Star Wars uh, work, which tells. It obviously uh, takes a line from Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker um, as its title, but it tells a different perspective um, of different events in Star Wars, which is an interesting take on that saga. So anyway, I'm reading quite a lot, trying to sift through all that. Um, what I'm not reading is all of the assigned work that I have for my coursework that I'm involved in, <laughs> but we'll, get, we'll figure that out. I just gave a presentation on a chapter I didn't read tonight, so hopefully my professor's not listening. Sorry. It's a good presentation, I thought. Just We could just do a rail splitter episode on... Just show them the rail splitter. You should pass I it. should, yeah. Like, yeah. Although I, podcasting as a teaching tool is something that definitely interests me, so... Anyway, that's what we're reading. We'll try to keep you posted on that kind of stuff, uh, things to read, things to avoid, um, different writers that we've enjoyed and different writers that we're trying out. Things so, to avoid, we're really going to like bad mouth, like don't read this book, it's crap. Well, I mean, I don't know if I'd say that as much as like, I'm more of like an if you, then you, like if you liked this, you'll love this, you know? Yeah. So like, here's a book not to read, Grace of Wrath. Oh, I, lo- I really like I like Steinbeck. Dude, like, I don't need to read three pages about what a blade of grass looks like <laughs> or what it does look like. You're so, yeah. Grass. Steinbeck's I mean, very, that's, dude, Steinbeck's is very quick and like, maybe Faulkner. He's got like 30, 40 don't read words that crap either. Anyway, um, but I'm more of like a, like, I really like this, but if you don't like, you know, like The Fiery Trial by Eric Foner, I really like that, but it was, I think it was it was a little more kind of kind of like academic history than narrative yeah, history. Yeah, I heard his his writing is very dry and I'm actually a lot like you Jeremy like I I have quite a few books on the go but Grant is the main one I'm focusing on right now. I'm also reading a biography about General Meade that mm-hmm. I pick up on occasion. I have David Herbert, Herbert Donald's Lincoln on the go too. That's Man, great. I can't do that. That well. is great. Yeah. David Herbert Donald was kind of the Berlin game kind of learned under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was like the first, after I became like a fairly serious Lincoln enthusiast, that was the first book that kind of got me into it. Yeah. Um, and that was the first book. I think there was a book I read in college called, I think it was called Males. No, it was our last best hope, I think is what it was called. I can't, but it was, you know, that was the only other Lincoln biography I'd really seriously read, but. Yeah, David Herbert Donald's book is is very very good. It's it's really good, and it's actually I've been it's sad I've been reading it for about two years. Mm-hmm. I, I I pick it up, and I'll read it for a while, and then I'll go focus on something else. Man, I don't know how you guys it's, do that. I'm too anal. No, I've always I pick been it that up, way. I go cover to cover, even if it's you know talk about a damn blade of grass for twenty pages. <laughs> you know, sometimes they go faster. Like after you know, like I've read. Donald's book, and then Ronald White's A. Lincoln, and Burling Game. Like, it goes a little faster once you've kind of read a couple Oh, I'm not bad about the Lincoln. Just, uh, you know, blades of grass. Just, just a lot of pages. So No, I like, if it's Civil War Lincoln, I mean, I'll read that all the way through. All right. Well, the, reason I'm, the reason I'm zooming through the Grant bio is because one of my friends and I, um, we don't like the winter very much, and we needed a way to kind of counteract how it makes us feel so we're like let's make our own book club (laughs) so we're reading books and discussing them as we go and um next we're next is actually a lincoln by no good by white that's yeah yeah, i i really enjoyed that one that was yeah that was good and and that's a good one to read if you've it's a it's a good book to read in any situation but if you've read like donald's book or 
it's nice mm-hmm. because it's and it was kind of marketed that way, but it's going to build as like there's some there's some new things in here, a different take on some things yeah. that make it might make it worth worth a read. Yeah, and it focuses a lot more on his writing. That's why they titled it A Lincoln because that's how he signed his writings. Um, so Ronald White was focusing a lot more on the written communication mm-hmm. of Lincoln, which was cool. So, all right, well let's let's hop into it. Uh, so the music episode, we kind of had you know we've got a rail splitter group chat that gets pretty pretty active and. It's pretty fun, but we were kind of talking about, we've talked about the music episode for weeks, um, what we're going to do and what, what it's going to look like, and Nick's freaked out about it a few times, but uh, really what we decided was just to pick two songs each, and then we'll, tri- we'll play them for you as well to fill up our hour, um, but uh, we each picked two songs that that in one way or another feel like Lincoln to us, and we're going to explain how or why we chose each of them, so... Um, who would like to go first? I'm going to go ahead and say not it. Not it. <laughs> All right, Mary, why don't you go ahead and start us off. <laughs> once, okay, again, well, once again, you're, you've, uh, the, the, the Google chat lag has been the bane of, of your uh, being able to call <laughs> not it. So That's okay. I don't mind at all. Um, so as we know, the world lost a music legend last week, Tom Petty. Um, oh, I was thinking about going I, that route. Ooh, and, I, I and, I, and I don't want to steal any of your thunder, but famous for wearing a top hat by the way interesting yeah (laughs) yeah and um i was listening to my playlist today as i was out for my daily walk and i won't back down came on and i thought of abraham lincoln as soon as it came on and it reminds me of him because he stood his ground on issues he was ahead of his time it reminds me of his determination he had um and there's certain things that I think about with his pre- presidency that the song reminds me of, like his first inaugural with he wouldn't back down from the Confederacy with he said, we're going to protect all federal forts, but we will not fire the first shot. Um, and it makes me think of the Emancipation Proclamation. And the line that really got me was, well, I know what's right. I got just one life. And Lincoln, when he was younger, said he was afraid that nobody would remember him. And here we are with a podcast talking about him. So that's why I picked I Won't Back Down by Tom Petty as one of my songs. That makes me think of him. All right. And we'll play that for you in a second. Did you uh, happen to see Saturday Night Live? Didn't they? uh, uh, Was it Jason Aldean? Jason Aldean. I didn't see it. He he was the performer who was on stage when the shooting happened in Las Vegas. And he open the show playing that song so it's kind of got some deeper meaning to yeah. it as well for that so i think that's a great choice and here's tom petty um from a, this from these are all from active youtube links which i've heard on a different podcast makes it copyright cool i don't know uh yeah. but here's tom petty playing i won't back down
right, for our next Lincoln uh, song, and Mary, thank you so much. That was exactly, it was kind of weird, like, that's kind of how I was thinking the show would go, but I didn't, we tried to make it open, you know, with each other and <laughs> why we were going to choose it, so. I felt like that yeah. song went so quick. We didn't actually, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, we're recording this, then we're putting in the song, so. It was a little awkward and, and then for we're us as we all looked at each other. <laughs> and then we're editing out stupid stuff that we say. No. Um, so, Nick, you're up. Well, why do I automatically? Why does the circle always go this it's way? It's going because it goes clockwise. Yeah. Those of you who are hearing this, because this is one's not on YouTube. I, I go counterclockwise. But fine, fine, I'll go. Um, I chose an opera. No, I'm just joking. Although Lincoln did love <laughs> opera. Yeah, he did. True that. Mm-hmm. True that. Um, I had a couple thoughts go through my head. You know, Lincoln was kind of known for being crass at times, you know. Um, you know, maybe raunch. I don't know raunchy, maybe too strong a word. So then I was thinking, oh, man, you know, too short or too live crew. Yeah, I feel like he would appreciate that when he was younger. Back, I'm not going to play one of these songs because they are <laughs> highly crude. But I think he would have appreciated them as I was driving over here before we recorded, I think like the only I think he would appreciate most music genres. I don't see him yeah. getting metal. <laughs> no, I can I can yeah, no. I can feel maybe you, because metals are so far removed from anything he was listening to then. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I went with a Johnny Cash song. Johnny Cash is a great storyteller, and I picked the song "A Boy Named Sue." which is about a young boy whose father names him Sue. And as the song goes out, the kid obviously has been teased a lot when he's younger. And then I think Lincoln used humor a lot to tell a story and get a point across. By the end, you kind of learn why the father did that, because he knew he'd be an absent father. So he named him Sue to toughen him up, because he was anticipating he'd get made fun of. So kind of there is kind of like a... You know, a theme there. And I feel like Lincoln would have enjoyed this. I feel like the humor is kind of where Lincoln would be at. And I think the storytelling aspect kind of just reminded me, you know, of what we hear about Lincoln, the way he told stories um, and stuff like that. So that's what I picked for my first one. All right. That's cool. All right. I, I think that's a great choice. And I think the that's story. That's awesome. It's a funny song. It tells a story. I think that aligns yeah. very well with Lincoln. That's a great choice. So here is another American legend. Mr. Johnny Cash with a boy named Sue. Well, my daddy left home when I was three and he didn't leave much to Ma and me. Just this old guitar and an empty bottle of booze. Now, I don't blame him because he run and hid, but the meanest thing that he ever did was before he left, he went and named me Sue. Well, he must have thought that it was quite a joke And it got a lot of laughs from lots of folks Seems I had to fight my whole life through Some gal would giggle and I'd get red And some guy'd laugh and I'd bust his head I'll tell you, life ain't easy for a boy named Sue Well, I grew up quick and I grew up mean My fists got hard, my wits got keen Roamed from town to town to hide my shame But I made me a vow to the moon and stars I'd search the honky-tonks and bars And kill that man that gave me that awful name Well, it was Gatlinburg in mid-July And I'd just hit town and my throat was dry I thought I'd stop and have myself a brew At an old saloon on a street of mud There at a table dealing stud Sat the dirty mangy dog that named me Sue well, I knew that snake was my own sweet dad from a worn-out picture that my mother had. And I knew that scar on his cheek and his evil eye. He was big and bent and gray and old, and I looked at him and my blood ran cold. And I said, my name is Sue. How do you do? How are you going to die? Yeah, that's what I told him. Well, I hit him hard right between the eyes and... He went down, but to my surprise, come up with a knife and cut off a piece of my ear. But I busted a chair right across his teeth, and we crashed through the wall and into the street, kicking and a-gouging in the mud and the blood and the beer. 
I tell you, I fought tougher men, but I really can't remember when. He kicked like a mule and he bit like a crocodile. I heard him laugh and then I heard him cuss and he went for his gun and I pulled mine first. He stood there looking at me and I saw him smile. He said, son, this world is rough and if a man's gonna make it, he's gotta be tough. And I know I wouldn't be there to help you along. So I give you that name and I said goodbye. I knew you'd have to get tough or die. And it's that name that helped to make you strong. Yeah. He said, now you just fought one hell of a fight. And I know you hate me and you got the right to kill me now. And I wouldn't blame you if you do. But you ought to thank me before I die for the gravel in your guts and the spit in your eye. Cause I'm the that named you Sue. I got all choked up and I threw down my gun Called him a paw and he called me a son And I come away with a different point of view And I think about him now and then Every time I try and every time I win And if I ever have a son I think I'm gonna name him Bill or George, anything but Sue I still ain't All right, well done, Nick. Great choice. Wow. Every time I hear that song, it's just <laughs> makes me think of Lincoln. So, um, all right, so I guess it's my turn. Um, the song I chose uh, is an extremely special song for me. Um, so, this is, I don't know if other people do this or not, but um, when my son was born and when my daughter was born, we like, my wife and I thought long and hard about what the first piece of music we were either of them would hear would be um stressful that'd be stressful it feels like a lot of pressure it really did uh but this song uh was the song that we chose for my son for our son charlie um so obviously i think about him now like far more than i would ever think about abraham lincoln however i think uh the song fits so well um it's by a band who nick and i have actually seen live together uh called my morning jacket um, I really great. like the they're great live. It's one of our, I've seen them like fantastic nine, live. Yeah, I've seen them like nine or ten times. Um, they're from the hills area of northern Kentucky, kind of near Louisville, uh, which we know, we know somebody who was born in Kentucky, right around there, the Knob Creek area. Abraham Ooh. Lincoln. <laughs> what? Yeah, <laughs> Land of Lincoln's going on. Yeah. So like, I kind of like how there's the Kentucky angle. Uh, the song is called Look At You. It's off the Evil Urges album. Um, and it's kind of like the theme of the song is about um, whoever, in, uh, Jim James, who is the lead singer and, and primary songwriter for the band. Um, we don't know who you is in the song, right? So the lyrics are about um, someone being able to lead without actually being present. Um, or like it kind of has a spiritual angle to it. The, the the opening lyrics are, look at you, such a fine citizen, such a glowing example of peace and glory, which I think explains Abraham Lincoln a lot. He obviously is a fine citizen and someone of an example of peace and glory. Um, and it, then the second verse is, we believe in your power to lead without fear, uh, not above in some tower, but here, uh, right down here with us in this world. So that's how it feels to me like, you know, uh, he just feels more among us than like kind of over us. He's one of those um, American heroes who doesn't feel like better than or superior to, mm -hmm. but like kind of one of us in a way. And I think that's how we can relate to him so well, um, or at least how I can relate to him so well. So this song, I think the lyrics kind of uh, fit with that. Um, and when they toured, when My Morning Jacket toured in, I believe it was probably 2013, uh, they had this thing, they called it the Spontaneous Curation Series, but, like, you could, um, on their message board, you could, like, request songs for their encore um, and just say why. So, like, I, I, I typed down on there, like, oh, man, if you played this song. Um, and then I kind of told him the story about my son, and he had a rough time when he was first born, and, you know, how he's got through it and all this other stuff and how it would just be so cool to hear live. Well, um, we went to see him in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he uh, Jim James for their for the encore came out all by himself and played the song um, just by himself. And it was just like, 
the most extremely cool experience I've ever had at a concert. Um, and some kind soul in like the first row uh, videotaped it on their cell phone and put it on YouTube. <laughs> I was like, and, and we have it recorded because somebody that had better seats than us was awesome and did that. So, but anyway, um, I do think there's a lot of Lincoln in that song. Um, and obviously, I always think of my son when I hear, but I also think of what it means to kind of leave a legacy and how you can still, you know, how Lincoln is a leader for me, even though he's been gone for a long time. So, uh, this is Look at You by My Morning Jack. You should see it live. And by the way, when I saw him play it live, that was the only time on the entire tour they played it. So very, very, very cool. And if I ever get to see anybody from that band, I would like to thank them um, for doing that, especially Jim James. Um, Maybe he's a listener. He could be. Feel free to drop us uh, you know, a DM on Twitter. <laughs> That's right. We could have you on the show even. Yeah, no kidding. Um, especially, you know, you're from Kentucky. You know, it's been like two Kentucky. episodes since I invited somebody on the show. <laughs> yeah, so somebody that we'll never get. Somebody way out of our reach. Yeah. So. All right, uh, selection number two from Mary. What do you have for us? Okay, well, this is a song that, um, first of all, it's by a Canadian artist. I'm glad you chose uh, a Canadian. That's awesome. Yes, yeah. I actually had two songs that I was wrestling 
bare naked ladies. <laughs> I just want to like start yelling. No. Are, they Canadian? <laughs> are they Canadian? Are they Canadian? Yes, they okay. are. I thought they uh, are. Yeah. Rush. Yep. <laughs> Let's Rush. stop it. Yeah, Rush. Awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They they are Canadian. Um, so there's two songs I was wrestling over, and I chose this one over the other one. If we do another music episode, I will mention the other one. Um, but this is a song that doesn't necessarily make me think of Lincoln, but I think it is one that, as a person who appreciated the arts, like poetry, um, he loved Robert Burns and Shakespeare. I think he would have appreciated this song. And the song is Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. And um, it's an extremely haunting, beautiful song. And um, I also think Lincoln would have liked it because he was prone to being melancholy. As we know, he suffered from depression. And um, for me, this song is very... it's been one of my favorite songs since I was about six years old. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful. And it's a song that there are two sides to everything. So it starts off, the song starts off optimistic. And it's how you see when you're a child. So you see them as rows and flows of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air. But then as you become an adult, um, the clouds, they block the sun and they rain and snow on everybody, on everyone. So they're suddenly not good anymore. Um, And it's a song about lost youth and it's bittersweet, but I think it's one that Lincoln would have appreciated because just how poetic and beautiful it is and that he had a lot of hardship in his life. And I think he could have very much related to it. So that's why I picked Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell as my second choice. All right, off the album Clouds from 1969, Joni Mitchell, Both Sides Now. of angel hair and ice cream castles in the air and feather canyons everywhere I've looked at clouds that weave but now they only block the sun they rain and snow on everyone so many Shake their heads, they say I 
changed Well, something's lost But something's gained In living every day I've looked at life from both sides now From win and lose And still somehow it's life's illusion Thank you, Mary. That was uh, those were two two really good selections. That was thank you. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, uh, Joni Mitchell is one of my favorite singer songwriters. Awesome of all time. Um, so yeah, well done. Yeah. All right, Nick. <laughs> it is time for your second selection. Oh man, I felt like I was just here. Um, I was thinking about going Elvis's uh, "Love Me Tenderly." Um, because it shares the same melody with Aurora Lee. I probably butchered her first name, but which is a Civil War song about American Maiden. That is just to show you how smart I am, everybody. <laughs> um, the real song I chose to show you how awesome I am is a Bob Dylan song, because Bob Dylan is awesome. Um, he's so awesome, he wins it like, what prize did he win? Was it the uh, the no, Nobel? No, Nobel. Yeah, Nobel. He's like, Nobel, Nobel. I don't know if I'm yeah. pronouncing that yeah. correctly. <laughs> and then he's just like, yeah, I might pick it up. I don't know. But anyways, um, the song I chose was Maggie's Farm. Um, to me, I've been a fan of this song for a long, long time. Um, and probably a lot of you have heard it. It's been covered by a lot of people. I think even Rage Against the Machine covered it. Um, I don't know if they covered the whole song or was part of another one. Um, but the big famous line that most people know, ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no more. No, I ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no more. And the verse that really kind of makes me think of Lincoln is towards the end where it says, no, I ain't going to work on Maggie's farm no more. Well, I try my best to be just like I am, but everybody wants you to be just like them. And that made me think of Lincoln during the Civil War and trying to navigate this path of keeping you know the north together and you had so many different political factions that were looking for so many different things from him and wanting him to be so many different things even amongst the cabinet which we've talked about too mm -hmm. um you know seward coming in thinking that he's going to be able to play him and stuff and um you know basically saying hey that ain't gonna happen so to me that kind of and it kind of what you were getting at earlier mary too with your tom petty song um, you know, kind of a lot of the same reasons why I picked that song. And I think Lincoln would really like Bob Dylan. You know, I think Bob Dylan was a great storyteller. And yeah. I think um, Lincoln would have appreciated that and also been into mm -hmm. that, um, into Bob Dylan. So that's the song I picked. Hopefully y'all kind of enjoy it. And don't think I'm a complete idiot. So, <laughs> All right, <laughs> off the classic 1965 album, Bringing It All Back Home, here's Bob Dylan with Maggie's Farm. Scrub the floor. I ain't gonna. 
farm no more I ain't gonna work for Maggie's brother no more I ain't gonna work for Maggie's brother no more Well, he hands you a nickel selection nick um that's a that's a favorite of mine as well um we've also mm-hmm. seen bob dylan together right we, we have yeah. as well as wow. the artist for your no actually that was never mind i got confused what song we're on yeah sorry we well, saw yes, we my did. morning jacket from out of kentucky we saw them together and bob dylan played my favorite song there uh masters of war mm-hmm. oh nice it's my yeah. favorite bob dylan song and wow. i agree that there's a lot of dylan and lincoln so yeah, that's one of the the other song I had was a Bob Dylan song. Oh, look at that! I yeah, that. all along the Watchtower. No, no, no spoilers because we might do this again. It will this, be revealed next time we discuss Lincoln and music because this is super fun. So I think we might actually do this. I again, knew I so. shouldn't have used two live crew mentioned that <laughs> earlier. So, and those of you playing the drink, the rail splitter drinking game at home, we did have Nick once again. Call Seward C word. Did I do that again? Yes. <laughs> I do I do that all the time. Yeah. C word. The C word. God. It's not as bad as the first time when I was trying to think of what C word you were talking about. And then I realized it was oh, you mean Seward. Seward. I've lost all credibility with the listeners. It's all right. You didn't have any to be with. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> You're good. So anyway, I think we're on to my selection, my second selection. Um and like I said, this has been super fun. I'm really glad we did this, um, and we'll definitely do it again because there's it was hard to narrow it down to two. Uh, the song that I chose for my second song is by uh, a band that I really, really like, and they're also great live. I've seen them a handful of times. 
uh, called the Avett Brothers. I believe it's Avett Brothers. It is. I, I <laughs> spent some time wondering that, but it is definitely the Avett Brothers. Uh, it's a song called No Hard Feelings, and the reason I chose this is because I like to describe this song as the second inaugural set to music, because I think the themes are very similar. Uh, when Seth Avett, I believe Seth Avett wrote this song, um, it's kind of a... Um, it's as if, you know, someone's looking back on their life and it's kind of like a eulogy for someone, um, kind of someone writing eulogy for themselves. Um, the first lines are, when my body won't hold me anymore and it finally sets me free, will I be ready? And that's similar, I think, the the second inaugural in many ways, just because Lincoln um, was killed so so much, so quickly after he delivered that speech and there was, you know, it happened so soon that that kind of becomes his eulogy for himself in a way especially the last part of it where he talks with the famous malice toward none lines and talking about uh, doing what is right, you know, um, as God gives us to see the right. And um, I really think that this song does a great job of capturing the same sort of ideas um, of looking back on, um, in this case, in Lincoln's case, the Civil War, and in this case, just one person's life, um, and taking it all in, and then seeing how how do we look how do we look at that? How do we look at this experience of the Civil War? How do we address where we're at? Um, it's, it's kind of similar to, um, and I think in many ways where the country was was very similar to what a person experiences at you know what happens now, like at a crossroads, like a like a major death or loss of life, like um, kind of looking back on who we were and then um, who we be, then became. And some of the lyrics that really speak to me are at the end um, when uh, he says, and he sings it beautifully, I'm finally learning why it matters for me and you to say it and mean it too. For life and its loveliness and all of its ugliness, good as it's been to me, I have no enemies. And I think that I have no enemies line really parallels beautifully with, with malice toward not. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. same idea, having no enemies and not having any malice. Um, so looking at kind of the Civil War as a death and rebirth, and this song is also about death and kind of looking back at life and where that where that leads you. Um, good as it's been to me and all of its ugliness, those are lines that really speak to me. Um, I just think it's a beautiful song. Um, they've been ending shows with it, and, it's, and I've seen it live, and it's just so moving and so beautiful. Um, there's actually a documentary that was just released about the Avid Brothers called May at Last, um, which uh, I was able to see. It was like a one-night-only kind of thing, and I was able to catch it uh, in the theaters, and um, they showed this, the recording in the studio of this song um, so you can kind of see like the emotion that they had when they were laying down the tracks, and it was just really, really, really cool to see. So um, that documentary, in case you were wondering, was produced by Judd Apatow and a guy named Mike Bonifiglio, but Judd Apatow is famous for not music documentaries, like movies like Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin, stuff like that. But anyway, um, it was really cool. I recommend that documentary highly because you can kind of see, like, the emotion involved in uh, the recording process. Um, and I really like the lyrics because I think, like I said, it's it's very much has has the same themes as the second inaugural. It's just why I think of Abraham Lincoln um, and many other things when I hear this song. So off the album... True Sadness, here are the Avid Brothers with No Hard Feelings. When my body won't hold me anymore Let's me free Will I be ready When my feet won't walk another mile And my lips give their last kiss goodbye Will my hands be steady When I lay down my fears My hopes and my doubts The rings on my fingers and the keys to my house With no hard feelings 
When the sun hangs low in the west And the light in my chest Won't be kept Held at bay any longer When the jealousy fades away And it's ash and dust For cash and lust And it's just hallelujah And love and thought Love in the words Love in the songs they sing in the church And no hard feelings Lord knows they haven't done Much good for listening to the Bob Crawford, who I believe is the bass player, mm-hmm. uh, their pod, his podcast with uh, Ben Sawyer, which is the Road to Now. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's had the bandmates on a couple times. Great podcast and interesting dudes. Yeah. Some deep thinkers, those guys. Yeah. And I, uh, and this is not a joke. I'm going to ask, ask Bob Crawford to see if he'll come on the show. I'd love to, love to have him on um, to talk about... Um, his experience, and if you see, if you look if you read read about him, uh, he's got a really really great story um, and a great human being. Highly recommend that podcast, The Road to Now, great history podcast um, with Bob Crawford and Ben Sawyer. Yeah, it really is. I mean, they tie current events 
into history and all the above. Yep, outstanding. Great song choice. Yeah, that was fun. I'm really glad we did that music episode, and, uh, you know, hopefully you guys enjoy that. And please, you know, if you liked the song selections, download some of the the artists that we put on here. Just give them credit for their artistic work. Um, Dude, we killed this show. As the the kids would say, this show's been dope. (laughs) And you know what we might be able to do in Google Play? Build a playlist and keep building it and make it the Abraham Lincoln playlist. Yes, we can do that. Damn. We can do it there Damn, girl, Spotify girl. and iTunes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, also, if you're on the Twitter sphere, we are going at the next episode, we're going to announce who got the much talked about, much anticipated three Lincolns in Washington. <laughs> Your last chance to enter that drawing is to tweet at us. Uh, what songs remind you of Abraham Lincoln? What what tunes do you listen to? And you're like, you know what? I feel or Abraham Lincoln in the song. I hear Abraham Lincoln in the song. It can be an old Civil War tune. It can be something new. You know, anything from a from a traditional folk song to something on the top forty. Anything. And, and I'll send that money to whatever country you're living in. That's right. So if this is Scott and Korea, <laughs> I'll send it to you, man. Or Susie in Australia. I'm just guessing on that yeah, one. We're going global. So um, this was a fun episode, uh, kind of an out there mm-hmm. thing. Well, you know, if you're a history buff, we'll definitely get into some more history in some future episodes. We just try to mix it up as much as we can uh, because we are a weekly show. Uh, so we try to try to keep it keep it all over the place. And, of course, we can't end the episode without our This Week in Lincoln. We can never do that. I no. mean, that would just be crazy, inappropriate, and highly... <laughs> Irresponsible. That's right. So this week, Rail Splitter Mary is providing our This Week in Lincoln. So for my 35th birthday this year, my best friend and his wife bought me a Abraham Lincoln tapestry blanket. I'm going to hold it up for you guys to see some wow. of it. Wow. I've seen it, you like tweet pictures of it. Yeah. It is much <laughs> bigger than it's, I like. It's, it's gigantic. Yeah, that is awesome. This yeah, is the blanket that started uh, the icky, tangy, Millard Fillmore Twitter feud. Yes. Yep. So I will tweet out a picture of it once this episode um, like, is released. So we're, we're recording this over Google Chat. So uh, Mary is holding up this blanket, and the, Lincoln's head is like three, ti- three times the size <laughs> of Mary's head. Like it is like the most amazing looking blanket I think I've ever seen. Yeah, it's and how it. Um, I went to visit my friend back in February, and um, we were in his den, and it's a den like devoted to Abraham Lincoln. And I saw this blanket on his chair, and I was like, "Oh, where'd you get that? Like, that's awesome!" And he told me it was. It's from a place called Cindy's Throws dot com. Um, yeah. and then he said something like. Oh, your birthday's coming up in August. And then I had totally forgotten about it. And then I was visiting him, him and his wife in August, and they gave me this blanket. And um, so it has a place of honor now on the chair that I always read in. And since the mornings are a little bit cooler when I get up at 6.30 to read for an hour before I go to work, um, I cover up in this blanket and it's like... It's one of my favorite things, actually, that I have to do with Abraham Lincoln. That is awesome. So yeah. what was the website you could find it at again? Uh, cin- uh, com. So remember that if you want to be able to sleep with Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, that's Or like, read with him yeah. or just yeah. I read with him every morning. It is, uh, it is most impressive. So we'll definitely throw some pictures out yeah. on social media for that. So. Uh, go ahead and give us a follow at RailsplitterPod on Twitter and Instagram. Join the Facebook group, uh, and you can see some pictures of that amazing throw blanket from Cindy's Throws, courtesy of uh, Mary's best friend and his wife. Yeah, actually, it was generous. well. It was actually it was uh, Lincoln for the Ages, Jeff. Who? All right. Yep. Lincoln for the Ages on Twitter, so, who's an awesome yeah, Twitter follow, so, by the way, and a friend of the yeah, show. So. The show. So, cool. All right, well, uh, thanks for rocking out with us this week on the music show. Hopefully we'll do another one of these down the road sometime. But uh, definitely tweet at us your Lincoln tunes that inspire you or make you think of Abraham Lincoln, and uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. So uh, 
Well, once again, uh, keep walking the world with malice toward none and with charity for all, and we will see you next week.